0: blue wire With the first pick in the 2009 NFL draft, the Detroit Lions select Matthew Stafford. quarterback Stafford, step it up. Going left side. Watch Calvin. end zone, got him. Oh! Welcome to another episode of the Michael Rothstein show. I'm your host as always, Michael Rothstein. This episode brought to you by DoorDash, Regents Field, and Bet Online. Thanks to all those companies and Regents Field for sponsoring this episode of the show. So the Lions are full-fledged in their bye week now. And there's not a ton to talk about because I think we hit on a lot of things, a lot of issues in yesterday's podcast, and we're going to hit on a ton more in tomorrow's Mailbag podcast, but there are a couple of things I think we're talking about today on what should be a much shorter podcast here on this Tuesday. The first is what Matt Patricia said on Sunday, which was in response to my question about why he should still... Have why people should have confidence in him as the coach of the Lions still, and he's part of his answer was that you know when he got here they knew they had a lot of work or they had a lot of work. We have a lot of work. The exact quote, and I will read it to you now, so that way you have it for context. Is this quote? I know we've got a lot of work to do. Certainly, I think when I came to Detroit, there was a lot of work to do, and that's what we're trying to do. Talking about this year, right now, and we're talking about right now, and these first four games, and obviously today wasn't good enough. I think after four games, a team can really take a look at itself and say, hey, how do we need to play the games? What do we got to do? We got some work to do during the bye week, which I think will be good for us to kind of take a look at. We play, how we play going forward. And I think that's the most important thing from that standpoint. What do we do going forward and how do we win? End quote. So the part, obviously, that some people took exception to, most notably my colleague at ESPN and former Detroit Lions quarterback Dan Orlovsky, along with former podcast guest Clover Quinn, was the part that when Matt Patricia took over, he had a lot of work to do. Thereby signaling that that team was not good and that he had a lot of free building work to do. And they were 9-7 and seven in back-to-back years. They had a pretty good team. They had a pretty good nucleus. I have long maintained that I think Jim Caldwell got probably close to the most out of that roster that he could have. Um, but at the time when they fired Jim Caldwell, and we'll get into that in the second half of the podcast here. But when they fired Jim Caldwell uh you know it was that 9 and 7 wasn't good enough and they needed a coach to get them over the hump and they hired Matt Patricia and that was supposed to, that he was supposed to be the coach and let's be honest nothing has gone right for the Lions really since that happened in February 2018 so the premise of that quote is that it was a big build and a big rebuild so Matt Patricia on Monday Was then asked again about that quote and what it was said then. And essentially, this is what he said partially when it came to what his response that people were angry and people were annoyed about what he had said on Monday. This was what his quote was then. I probably, quote, I probably say we got a lot of work to do almost every day, right? I'm pretty sure that's kind of just my general outlook on work. You know, there's always a lot to do. There's always a lot to be done. Right now, it's all about this team. It's about us. It's about going forward. It's about what are we doing this week? What do we do next week? When we get to Jacksonville, just how do we get better? I always just feel there's a lot of work to do. And I think that's just my internal drive every day to be the best coach, best whatever it is that day. Like, let's go to work and let's do a lot and try to be the best at it that we can be every single day. And, quote, and honestly, he's not entirely wrong. For him, and I'm not making excuses for Matt Patricia. I think if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that that's not going to happen. But, in, in press conferences with him every day, you hear him say, get to work, get to work, get to work, have to get to work a lot. Like, that's one of his kind of pet phrases along with standpoint and along with... like, And going back to Caldwell, Caldwell had his check the report, which we all know at this point, check the report, check the report, that became legendary in Detroit. So... That's kind of just Patricia's thing. Now, should he have said it in that context? Probably not, especially when you realize that you're 10-25-1 after two-plus seasons when the guy you took over for was 9-7 and in his last season. No, you probably shouldn't have said that. That just shouldn't have happened. That is basically a failure on his part to to go to that crutch in that period of time. He's been through enough press conferences to know that, and that just ticked off more alumni and got him in the news cycle again for another negative thing. So some other things Matt Patricia said today that I thought were interesting. He meets with ownership every week. We kind of knew that already. Then he was asked what – the perspective of Sheila is because Sheila Fordham has not talked publicly yet of whether or not he's moving in the right direction or or has been told that. His quote, again, I think everybody wants the same thing. I think we're all trying to do the best we can to go out and win. That's really what we're doing every single day. We're trying to get better and trying to improve. So from that aspect of it, those conversations are kind of in-house. And we talk about a lot of great things there, but nothing changes from what we're trying to do every day. That's all still the same. End quote. He was then asked on about how big of a rebuild he thought the Lions were when he started in 2018. He wouldn't answer that question, said he's focused on the team right now. A couple of my questions that I asked, I asked him on his level of surprise of where he is as the tenure of the head coach, 36 games in. He wanted to just focus on the team now and heading into Jacksonville. I asked him on his message to the fan base explaining how the team got here, where it's headed Anything that can give you anything. And it's, quote, quote, well, I think obviously we talk about all the time where we want to go. We have to go out and we have to improve. We have to get better and we have to be more consistent. We're four games in. We have the bye week. And really, at this point, we just have to try and improve what we're doing right now. Figure out this team this year and the players that we have this year. That's what's important. And how do we win this year? That's really it. So that was pretty much the highlights of the Matt Patricia press conference. One thing that I thought the players talked about that I thought was interesting was Deron Harmon. You could sense Deron Harmon's frustration and he was getting really passionate while he was talking about what the Lions have been doing or not been doing this year. I, if you can go to Detroit and find the presser and watch it. I think that if you are a frustrated Lions fan, you can watch that and see Daron Harmon's frustration and he more than anyone more than his head coach more than the other players that talked I felt gave some actual answers about what could be going on defensively and he he said listen I, you know and I'm paraphrasing here between some of the injuries between guys being shuffled in and out and some young guys some new guys that the level of trust isn't quite there yet that they need to be in the that they know that their guy's going to be in the right spot so guys are making trying to make more plays instead of sometimes just doing their job and that's some of the issues when it comes to trust And, and that's how you build trust is by being able to do that more and I think that that's in some ways where some of the issues have been when it comes to their defensive issues and not having a preseason, not having a spring. They couldn't have those reps to develop that. So I think Deron Harmon's actually spot on with something when it comes to some of their defensive woes. Not all of their defensive woes. Because every team is largely in the same boat as them. And part of the reason why they brought in some of the players they brought in, particularly Harmon and Shelton and Jamie Collins, is because they have familiarity both with the scheme and in some ways with each other. So... Maybe there wouldn't be some of those trust issues or concerns and, and there'd be a, a smoother acclimation period, but it's clear that, at least in Daron Harmon's eyes, that that has been part of the problem. He also said the blame should be on the players, that they are the ones who, quote, make millions, and that it shouldn't necessarily be on Matt Patricia. Players, once again, supported Matt Patricia. Another thing that I thought was mildly interesting from the players was... Uh, I asked Trey Flowers about the pass rush and and why he thinks that that hasn't come, and he said that they just haven't necessarily had pass rush opportunities because of the way teams have been running against them. And I mean, he's not wrong. Teams have been running very well against them. Of course, that's a front seven issue as well. But I think that also goes into the trust issue. So I think players are at least starting to at least give a little bit of a clue of, of maybe what some of the issues are. Now, I think there are issues that a lot of people can see as well. But at least they're willing to peel back the curtain a little bit and say, hey, listen, these are some of where things are struggling right now. They're in a buy, They're hoping to get that better. we'll be back right after the break with a little bit more. I want to get a little bit more into Jim Caldwell and a little bit more into Matt Patricia. Right after this on The Michael Rothstein Show. You've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. And listen, as it gets colder out, I know you don't necessarily want to go out as much. Neither do I, so DoorDash is a great option to still get great food brought to you, and then you don't have to cook, which is something I don't really do at least all that well. Ordering, listen, it's easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Nothing to me screams good food, good fast food at least, like... The Chipotle Burrito Bowl, one of my favorites. And so many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, your food. It'll be on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code blue wire don't forget code is blue wire five dollars off your first order with doordash and are you looking for somewhere to go go check out regent's field on south main street in ann Arbor. they are open again they're showing all the games all nfl all college football big 10 football is coming back they're going to be showing all those games they've got free ski ball free darts And they've got some free NBA jam. They're going to have drink specials as well. So go check them out. Regents Field on South Main Street in Ann Arbor. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us as always. And like I said, I wanted to talk a little bit about Jim Caldwell and the Jim Caldwell era and the Matt Patricia era. Considering it's come up a lot in the last 24 hours or so, particularly on Twitter, uh, and by Dan Orlovsky, and, you know, it all started, of course, again, because of Matt Patricia's comments on Sunday, and just the reality that it's taken Matt Patricia over two seasons to win as many games as Jim Caldwell won in his last two seasons each as the head coach of the Lions, and he still hasn't reached the 11 wins that Detroit got to in Caldwell's first year with Detroit. So here's the thing. It is entirely possible, and this is my belief, that one doesn't have to equal two. That the Lions were right at the time in getting rid of Jim Caldwell and equally so could be in a situation where things are just awful afterward like one doesn't have to equal two if that makes sense because i've seen a lot of that of like they never should have got the Lions never should have gotten rid of jim caldwell well here's the thing when you go back and look at those jim caldwell teams and i covered every game but one in person that jim caldwell coached in at least regular season games you know the only one i missed was their game against the chiefs in london This is what I can tell you. Jim Caldwell, I think, got the most out of his teams more often than not. I think that the players he had almost to a man, and I think to a man, if we're being honest, really liked him. He had great command and control of the locker room. You've heard it from players who have come on this podcast since the podcast started that played under Jim Caldwell from Zach Zenner to Daryl Tapp to Glover Quinn to Darius Slay. They all revere Jim Caldwell. They love him as a man. They appreciated what he did for them as a coach. They felt like he consistently treated them like men and treated them well and took care of them and did the best he could to get them in good positions. All of that is Absolutely true about Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell is a genuine and a good man. I I mean I didn't get to know Jim Caldwell well. I'm not gonna pretend that, but I did spend a lot of time with him, obviously, on a day-to-day basis over four years, and we had a few conversations here and there, and I can tell you that I liked Jim Caldwell a lot. It may not have always seem like that because I was tough on him in questions and in press conferences, but that's me doing my job. I I really liked my interactions with him when we weren't podium and at a press conference. All my other interactions with him, I really, really enjoyed. Um, All of that said, that doesn't necessarily mean that getting rid of him was not the right move for the Lions. Because here's what I think you're forgetting, potentially, when you look at the Jim Caldwell era in Detroit. That yes, they absolutely really enjoyed playing for him, and he got a lot out of his players. But before we play some revisionist history here, let's also look at the facts that were present at the time. Yes, Jim Caldwell was over five hundred in three of his four years as a head coach. There were nine and seven the last two seasons, but. That was a little bit misleading in some ways, and here's why I say that. They didn't win a division title when he was the head coach. In games against teams that finished that season with a winning record, Caldwell was 4-23. and He didn't win a playoff game, as he was 0-2. He was 0-4 in games when a win would have either locked up or brought Detroit extremely close to its first division title since 1993. That includes losing at Green Bay in Week 17 in 2014 when they had by far the best Detroit Lions team that they have had in my eight seasons covering the franchise. They lost the last three games of the 2016 season, including including that Week 17 Sunday night game to Green Bay. And if you remember, the Lions might not have made the playoffs that year except they kind of got bailed out in week 17 because the Giants beat Washington earlier that day that knocked the knocked Washington down 8-7-1 and one, which made what was a win and in both for a division title and a playoff berth in that Sunday night game a win and win the division title lose and get a wildcard berth game and the Lions lost that game. In 2017, they were in it and then they had a shot to get in the playoffs again. Probably would have saved Jim Caldwell's job again, but they went to Cincinnati, had a completely listless, out-of-character performance, and that basically locked them out of a playoff berth. And they lost three of those regular season games and that we were just talking about. And a playoff game against Seattle by double digits. So that was part of it why Jim Caldwell lost his job. He lost his job too because of some weird decisions he made. Don't forget the Hail Mary, Rogers to Rogers, which had a very odd defensive alignment at the time in a nationally televised game. And don't forget the fact that they often struggled in his tenure to make sure they had 11 men on the field in key situations. Sometimes they'd have 12, sometimes they'd have 10. So there were issues with what was going on in games for Jim Caldwell. And that was part of why it got to the point that it did. Add into that that Bob Quinn was hired as general manager after Martha Ford, the now former owner, fired Martin Mayhew and Tom Lawan midway through the 2015 season because the lions were one and seven and his team just was not winning was not particularly competitive in a lot of those games even though yes there were some rough breaks there including the batted ball incident against seattle that could have always changed some things they rebounded well they won in green bay for the first time in a quarter century basically that year as well and they, they started to roll and, and really started to get on a run and maybe even got themselves into playoff contention before that Rogers to Rodgers Hail Mary but when Bob Quinn got hired as a GM and Jim Caldwell said this on Glover Quinn's podcast earlier this year he thought he was going to be fired then Bob Quinn took a week to decide whether or not he wanted to keep Jim Caldwell he did but from that point on he was always going to be on the hot seat because GMs generally want to go with their own guy, especially a GM that comes, that really has only been one place. And Bob Quinn to that point had only been in new England. They made it work for a couple of years, but it always seemed like Quinn wanted to get his own guy to build his own thing with the lions. And that always put Jim Caldwell in some sort of trouble as well. Now you can say, well, that's on Bob Quinn and in hindsight, It might be, but also remember that this team was very much in the middle of the pack of the NFL and they were trying to be more than that. They felt like they could be more than that. Bob Quinn at the time felt like he had put together a roster that should be more than that. We can argue all day whether or not that is actually the case, but Bob Quinn made the decision because he felt he needed a new coach to instill a new voice to get them to a level of being a consistent contender. The thought was right at the time of what they were trying to do and what Bob Quinn was trying to do. And it's not unprecedented in the NFL what he was attempting to do. It did not work. We've all seen that now. It's gone backwards, way, way backwards. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the decision at the time was the incorrect one. It was the right decision with the information that you had at the time. Now, did you know that Matt Patricia was going to be not great at all as a head coach and based off of what we've seen for the first 36 games of his tenure he's that's probably being a little bit too kind almost no you didn't know that at the time because matt patricia was one of the most lauded hires in that cycle he was a guy that was sought after for multiple cycles when it came to the coaching carousel so He got, Bob Quinn got the guy he wanted, the Lions got the guy they wanted. It just didn't work, just hasn't worked. Maybe it still could work, we'll see, but evidence so far would say that that's probably not the case, unless things drastically change. But I just want to clear up some of what's been going on that, you know, I've seen too that some people have said, oh, well, the Lions... You know they got rid of their best coach ever, and you know they're they're winningest coach ever. Sure, but if you know the Lions' history, that's not exactly like the greatest thing in the world because this is still a franchise that's only won one playoff game in their tenure in, in the Super Bowl era. They've only they haven't won a division title since nineteen ninety three. Like it's not like this is a franchise that has won over and over and over again to, to to make that claim. Like, Jim Caldwell is a good head coach. He is. I said that at the time. Never, I, I didn't doubt that he's a good head coach. But the Lions raised expectations. That is in part because of the job that Jim Caldwell did. And the Lions felt that they needed to get somebody else at the time to get them to another level as the head coach and it didn't work out that much is clear who knows maybe matt patricia after the bye has this turnaround that that nobody sees coming maybe that happens but i I wouldn't count on it right now not based off of the evidence you've seen so i just want to talk about that a little bit when it came to jim caldwell because i think that there's a lot of people saying like jim caldwell was was great and he was a good head coach he was a fine head coach but he didn't win play, a playoff game he didn't win a division title he certainly didn't get in the super bowl at least with the lions so just kind of remember that too when you're when you're making that comparison is that they got rid of him for a reason because if he had done any of those things i don't think the lions would have gotten rid of him i don't think that ownership would have allowed that to happen because he would have actually done something that, that showed definitive progress. Just saying. Thanks as always for listening to the show. We'll be back with a mailbag edition tomorrow. I want to thank my sponsors, as always DoorDash, Regents Field, and Bet Online. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Rothstein. You can follow me on Facebook at Michael Rothstein Journalist. And with that, we'll talk with you tomorrow. And take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, you're online. Sportsbook experts. (laughs)